Entrepreneur on Fire 613. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Designing a logo for your business shouldn't hold you up. Choose from dozens of options in just seven days when you visit 99designs.com slash fire. You'll also get a $99 power pack of services for free. Audiobooks.com has over 40,000 titles and you can preview as many of them as you'd like for free. Head over there today and get your first book for free as well at audiobooks.com slash fire. Hey, oh, Fire Nation, John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Johnny Betruant. Johnny, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite. I'm always prepared to ignite. <laughs> Johnny is a full-time author, entrepreneur, and is one of the writers of the best-selling Write, Publish, Repeat, the No Luck Required Guide to Self-Publishing Process on the nonfiction side, in the Beam, Fat Vampire, Unicorn Western, and dozens of others on the fiction side. He is also one of three hosts of the popular self-publishing podcast. So, Johnny, I've given our listeners just a little overview, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. I am the guy who always wanted to be a writer. Um, I, I Last time I was on the show, because uh, I've been on before, I was uh, I probably shared that I, I don't remember and um, I found a way back then to make a living from my writing in a way that wasn't directly related to what I wanted to do which is to write fiction and um, I have since transitioned and found a way to actually do that to actually make a living writing fiction which is the dream come true for me so I'm living the dream. Johnny B. Truant is living the dream. And yes, Fire Nation, if this name sounds familiar, besides him just being awesome and everywhere in the entrepreneurial world, he was episode number 88 of Entrepreneur on Fire. So way back in the day, he's one of the first 100 episodes, which may not sound like a lot for most podcasts, Johnny, but now that you're number 611, <laughs> it's been a little while since, uh, since we've had you on in the, in the span of podcast episodes episodes, not necessarily time-wise since we do one every single day. But the reason I wanted to bring you on, Johnny, is twofold. Number one, you have an amazing entrepreneurial journey, which we shared in episode 88. I would recommend anybody going back and checking out the journey that Johnny's been on. He shares an amazing failure, the lessons he learned from that failure. He shared an aha moment that was spectacular and the steps he took to turn that aha moment and his success. And he shared with us what he was actually successful with at that moment in time. And the reason why I wanted to bring him back, one of the reasons is because that focus has shifted. He's still incredibly successful, but it's doing something completely different. And what I love is that now, Johnny, Entrepreneur on Fire has evolved and really matured to the point where we've had past guests like yourself who had incredible success when we had you on completely shift into a new direction and they're kicking butt in that as well. And that in and of itself is inspiring. So, Johnny, take a minute with Fire Nation. Share with us what you were doing in your prior entrepreneurial life. And share with us, share with us that 100% shift that you made and what you're doing now. I think that the, um, the key thing for an entrepreneur is flexibility. Like, I don't know how many, if that comes up over and over again, but that's the thing for me. And so what I used to do, what I was doing before 
was my way of adapting, as I mentioned, my desire to write to what I could do at the time. And so what I was doing was I was doing a lot of writing in order to draw people into my business. Like I was good at marketing writing. I was good at writing a blog and, and being active on social media in ways that were hopefully interesting. And what I was doing at the time was, uh, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly because I'm always in flux. <laughs> so, but I, I, what I would guess is I was, I was blogging at the time. I was probably, um, talking about either business or marketing or, uh, personal development, which I sort of thought of as human potential. And somehow in a weird amalgamated way, I was using that and I was, I was, um, selling either technology services or, uh, information products on, uh, like online education stuff. And like I said, it's hard for me to even pinpoint that because I don't think I've had discrete stops on my road. I've had a continuum. I've had sort of an ongoing evolution. And so what I'm doing today and um, we can go into the details of sort of how this this changed is I'm now a full time writer. I spend my mornings uh, writing new stories, fiction. Uh, I, I do write nonfiction, but primarily I'm a storyteller. I'm a fiction author. And um, we have our podcast that we, we do ours. We're slackers. We do ours just once once a week. <laughs> and so basically my job consists of telling stories and publishing books and then talking about it with my friends and and our tribe. So, Johnny, let's really drill down into this because we had a little pre-interview chat and we were talking about how it has always been a dream of yours to write for a living and to really just have that be your focal point, to be able to wake up and say, you know what, if nothing else mattered in the world, this is what I would want to do and to be able to do that. And you're now at that place in a lot of levels. So talk to us about that transition and how you actually were able to make it a viable business. Uh, I have this disease that some people uh, on this show may know about. It's called entrepreneurism, <laughs> which means that I am incapable of not going after something that's really kind of a shiny penny and it's exciting and I find a way to make business, uh, uh, make money at it. So I, I've always wanted to be a writer. I, I remember it since, you know, preteens. And w at the time I had this popular blog, when I say at the time, that was two years ago, whenever I was on uh, Entrepreneur on Fire last and I had um, my current podcast co-host and co-writer, Sean Platt, um, on my blog. He was doing, uh, he and his other partner, David Wright, had written this series called Yesterday's Gone. They were starting a second series called White Space. And they were making self-publishing work. They were taking what's traditionally considered to be an art, and they were trans translating that into something that was dollars and cents. It was like a, a logical business, which is what I loved about it. And so something clicked in my head and I was like, wow, you can, you can do this. Like this is mathematical. This isn't, this isn't just winging a prayer hoping for a lightning strike. And so once I realized that that was possible, um, I had a closet novel like so many of us do, although some people put it in a bottom drawer <laughs> instead of a closet. And so I said, okay, I can, I can edit that up. I, I gave it a harsh edit. I put it online and just started to think like, I knew that velocity was important here. Velocity and volume, like, what else can I produce? And so uh, you ask about the transition. The transition was me saying, okay, I'm no longer as interested in this stuff, much to my wife's delight, because that's what paid the bills. And I'm <laughs> now more interested in this stuff. And so uh, once I started to produce stuff and started to see, okay, there's a trickle of income, there's a trickle, I became much, much more interested in that and just kind of dove in in a way that maybe isn't totally sane. And um I, I hung on to what I was doing on the other end 
for as long as it was necessary. And as long as I, you know, continued to serve those clients, I didn't want to leave anybody high and dry. And, but I just sort of like closed my eyes and kept going and said, well, how fast can I write? How logically can I write? How can I design these into a way that's a, a, a logical business rather than just, like I said, a wing and a prayer and, um, haven't stopped. And so it's been about maybe eight months. I've been able to do this as pretty much the only thing that I do. So, Johnny, you said the word that velocity was important, and that's a powerful word in a lot of different areas, but I would love to know how you actually apply that to what you're doing and why that is so important. Can you expound upon that? Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned in the intro that uh, one of our, our nonfiction project currently is a book called Write, Publish, Repeat. And the, the formula, and I'm putting that in air quotes, <laughs> for success as, a, as an independent author is in the title. You write, you publish, you repeat. And so in 2013, uh, we did this, uh, we, we just did a project and I, it was in this video we did and I, I love this, so I'm just going to go ahead and repeat it. Uh, in 1999, I wrote my first book. In 2012, I wrote my second book. And then in 2013, I teamed up with Sean and together, we together wrote and published the equivalent of one and a half times the entire Harry Potter series. So it was one and a half million words in 2013 that we wrote and published. Now, there's a real important caveat there because I think that there's a danger that people could be like, I just need to produce, 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 and I'm going to farm it out to um, you know, cheap outsourced labor and just produce a bunch of garbage. No, 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 it has to be good stuff. But within that constraint, we believe in uh, casting as many uh, uh, things out there as possible, like as many leads as possible, following up on all of them. Um, Sean and I like to write in a lot of genres, so that meant not saying or, not saying we're going to do horror or we're going to choose to do something over here in comedy, but we're going to do both, which means we need to sustain them. So it basically means producing a lot of stuff on an ongoing basis and um, thousands of words a day. I mean, this is my full-time job. And I work with Sean and he pretties it up and polishes it and does the admin and does the story planning for me. And we make a really good team to just produce as much as possible because as an indie, it, it's mathematical. Like I said, it's not a lightning strike. It's you don't have, you don't hope for one huge book. You produce a steady stream of logical, you know, books that are going to produce a logical amount over time. And it's just about the more you produce, the, bet, the better your results are. Write, publish, and repeat. And what I love about this, Johnny, is we have a lot of listeners within Fire Nation that are bloggers, they're podcasters, they have a great video YouTube channel, or maybe they have none of these, but they have aspirations for one, two, or all three. And we have a lot of people, too, that are just like, you know, my soul, my heart is in the writing. You know, they say to themselves and they say to me and other people in Fire Nation, I've read Stephen Pressfield's War of Arts. You know, I've read his book, Do the Work. I've read uh, Stephen King's book, this great, it's called On Writing, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. just these great books for authors really take in and see what some amazing authors have done in the past. And it seems to kind of keep coming back to this really steady theme of do the work, you know, of actually sit down, write, publish, and repeat. And, you know, I love that phrase as well you use as a tagline, the no luck required guide to self-publishing process. Can you talk about that tagline specifically and how it applies to this course that you've created? 
it's actually self-publishing success is the end there. But it's ironic that you said it that way because I don't know if you want me to go off in this direction. Yeah, I do, but, actually. Okay. But the uh, when we wrote Write, Publish, Write, Publish, Repeat, um, we got a lot of people saying, okay, I get it. Like, I, I get that I need to produce a lot of stuff. And then they said, but how? And that was the process question. Mm. And originally, we took that to be a productivity question because we thought they were saying, well, how do I do this sort of akin to how do I produce a lot of stuff in a certain amount of time? And that almost sounds like a productivity question. But it's really a process question. And so we thought about writing another book. When, we is me and Sean, by the way, Sean Platt. So we thought about writing another book uh, that was devoted to process, that it would explain what it was that we did to produce all those words. And then we thought, no, instead, why don't we just show them <laughs> what we're going to do? <laughs> and so that was the birth of, uh, of Fiction Unboxed, which we recently completed Kickstarter funding on. Yes. Um, we're continuing to, to, to do that on fictionunboxed.com. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to write a book live in 30 days and just kind of let everyone watch us do it. Like we're going to, it's complete Austin Cleon, you know, show your work. It's, it's, it's showing how the sausage is made. Like we're going to record all our story meetings and share all the emails that we send back and forth. And when I write raw words each morning, rather than polishing them up and giving you a final book, like you see them raw. And the idea is to number one, demystify the art of telling stories is it's not this, it is magical, but it's not, it, it really looks more like Stephen Pressfield doing the work every day. <laughs> and number two, to just kind of, um, well, the demystifying is the big thing. Like, let, let's, let's just show everybody how we do it. Let's, let's, let's make it so it's not such, such a mythical thing that English teachers have taught us that, you know, you need to do it this one way. And there's this magic Vulgate of great eyes story ideas. Um, we don't know what we're going to write. <laughs> we won't until June 1st. So there's a couple of things I want to go into here because I'm a huge, huge believer here at Entrepreneur on Fire on transparency, on just exposing everything, so to speak, pulling back the curtains. That's why yep. we publish our monthly income reports because we want people to see exactly what's working for us, Johnny. The things that we as podcast hosts, as entrepreneurs are currently doing successfully to generate revenue, to generate an income, to make this business viable. And we want people to be able to emulate that that are following our path as podcasters. And we also go into great depth and the great detail. And obviously, this takes up the, the largest portion of these income reports, our failures, our mistakes that we're making every single month. And to be honest with you, if that wasn't the major part of my reports, I'd be worried. I would say, you know what, team? We're not striving enough. We're not trying hard enough. We're not doing enough work in scary areas that's not going to keep us going forward if we're not making these mistakes. So we share those just as openly as well because we want people to be able to avoid the mistakes that we've made because that's what we're doing every single month. We're swinging that bat. So I love that word demystify that you use too because so many people do look at being an author as this mystical creature that just sits down and all of a sudden just closes his eyes, puts his hands on his <laughs> keyboard and just starts typing away. Then he opens his eyes up. He's like, "Lo, look at this. This is amazing. <laughs> and you're doing something, Johnny, outside of the box. You know, this hasn't been done before on this kind of level. And I just, because of that, know how excited I am for it. And I'm not even a writer. I mean, we did 
a really cool thunderclap. I kind of want to get into that for a second um, for what you're doing because it's such a great tool and a resource. And we might as well bring up at least one resource during this chat that we're having here. But Thunderclap Fire Nation is where Johnny can just send me a link and he's saying, hey guys, and John specifically, I'm sending you this email because at this time we want to just explode the social media world on social, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, you name it. We want to just descend all at the same time. We want to be everywhere at this moment in time, thunderclap. And we did that and, you know, had a blast. I know you had a lot of other great people doing it as well, Johnny. And you had it for that Kickstarter campaign. So kind of get into that right now with Fire Nation. That kind of portion of deciding to go the Kickstarter route with writing unboxed. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm chuckling over here because I, I would have put, you were talking about transparency yeah. and, and your, the, the things that didn't work out very well. Um, Thunderclap was not a big success. It wasn't. That's good to know. I had no, no. idea. I just know that mine went out. <laughs> yeah, it did. And, I, and I'm so glad you did it. And I really, I really appreciate it. We wrote a, a post on Copyblogger about sort of our, um, what worked and what didn't. And that was one of the things that people said. I mean, this is the self-publishing podcast and the right publish repeat and Fiction Unboxed will have these components is what did and what didn't work. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer on that. Cool. Because nobody, you know, it's also, I think it helps people too because indirectly, like, yes, it helps them avoid the missteps that we've made, but it also makes it seem achievable because when people get up and they say, look at my success, look at all my <laughs> awesomeness, and I never make mistakes. Nobody believes that now. And the reason, because I I, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I did say you said thunderclap was was you know something looked really cool and it sounded and I cool. Said, <laughs> it did sound cool, and then I'm saying it wasn't that great. So I, I do just want to mention the reason that we felt that that didn't work well at all for us was the people who saw it were the people who were already in it, and I feel like it went off more on. Um, Twitter than Facebook and so Twitter is like blink like boom here's here's our here's our thunderclap and then it was over and it's like you're either um, looking at the stream at that moment in time or you're not right and and you know Facebook is so contextual nowadays like it, it, it whether people see posts or not depends on whether they're you know they have that whole edge rank thing um, but but what we found worked really really well and just lead me on this with a Kickstarter because you know, not a lot of people have. I mean, we we did our Kickstarter did very well. It, it it three and a half times funded, but the primary thing there was our tribe. Like, I feel like we could have gotten ninety percent of the results if we had talked to the self publishing podcast tribe, the writers who already knew, trusted, liked us, and we had just talked to them and we hadn't talked to anybody else. I think we would have gotten a lot. I think we would have gotten ninety percent of the result, and that's I, that makes me just love our tribe. Like it makes me say these people are fantastic. They really stepped up. They shared things around for us. And it makes me say, boy, you know, we, we, we spun our wheels a lot. Like we used a lot of social capital in terms of asking people, you know, will, like I asked you, hey, John, will you join the Thunderclap? We, right. we did a lot of that for, for not really any benefit. Like the Thunderclap didn't, we don't think it made a blip. Um, all the driving came from from our people who loved us, and I think that we would run a Kickstarter pretty differently if we were to do it again. But can I also make the argument at the same time that the benefit that came out of that was realizing 
that that is areas or those are areas that you're not going to be spending time, energy, and effort on in the future because you are able to quantify those results and track the result of that and say, you know what? We had to try or we, you know, we wanted to try because we knew there was a possibility or an opportunity there to strike gold. It didn't happen. Now we're going to shift and we're going to realize what does work and focus on that. So I'm always a big believer on getting out there on trying new things like we do every single month with Entrepreneur on Fire. And we like, again, like I shared, strike out many more times than we connect. But then we know those you know, those pitches that we swing and miss on and we don't swing at those anymore. We keep going for those pitches that we know we can knock out of the park. I 110% agree with that. I'm really glad that you brought it up. Um, I, we get, uh, we get crap sometimes on the, on the podcast because we, we, we say, here's what we're doing. And I think people take that as advice, even though we keep saying like, look, we're not, this isn't really advice. This is what we're doing. We're going to, we're going to tell you what works for us, but we're not saying you need to do this. And so sometimes we'll do things like we have a, 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 a book, uh, it's called the beam. It's a cereal and it's priced at 10 bucks, $9 and 99 cents. And we got a lot of, of, uh, of, of crap for that. Like you, you can't price that high as an indie. <laughs> and we said, you know what? This may, you may be right. Like maybe it would sell more at another price, but that doesn't mean we're not going to do it. Like we may be wrong in your definition of wrong, but we're still going to do it because our goal is different. Like we, we understand what we're going for and we don't mind if we fail. Like I think a successful entrepreneur, I heard a great definition of an entrepreneur. I don't know if you've heard this. Um, I heard it from Tony Robbins. I don't think he came up with it. He said, an entrepreneur is somebody who can make enough money to pay for all their failures. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that, and I love it. It's fantastic. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that. So Johnny, you have a lot of things that are going right for you right now, and one of them is this podcast we've alluded to a couple times. And you know me, uh, just being a podcaster through and through, it's my passion, it's what I wake up every single day and do. This is going to sound crazy, I actually haven't even talked about this at all, but I'm about to launch a second daily podcast to go along with Entrepreneur <laughs> on Fire, which I know is insanity, but it's not nearly as crazy as you think once I kind of get into it. It's going to be called Quotes on Fire, and it's going to be a podcast where it's literally just one quote a day where I am taking quotes like the one you just shared with Tony Robbins would be a great one. I'm going to expound upon it from my viewpoint for a couple of minutes about how I think it applies to entrepreneurs. And that's it. It's going to be a nice bite-sized chunk for people that maybe don't have the time at that moment to consume an entire 35-ish minute Entrepreneur on Fire episode, but still want to get some great content for the mm -hmm. day. And that's something I'm really excited about doing because I've just seen the connections and the business that I've been able to build through podcasting and plus the systems in place, Johnny. I mean, I'm going to be able to sit down one day and do 30 of these, have my virtual assistant just take that recording and break it up into 30 interviews or 30 mm -hmm. podcasts and upload them and schedule them out for a month. I mean, it's not super time consuming when you have the systems in place. And you've obviously done that because you're writing, publishing and repeating all the time. And you're also doing a podcast yourself. Talk about your decision to do a podcast and some things that have come from that. I love the podcast. It is not a direct promotional tool for us. So in just to draw a line here, like I'm primarily a fiction writer. Now we, we have uh, branched out right publisher repeat is nonfiction. By the way, that's right. Publish repeat. People hear it as right. Publish repeat because we jumble it. Got it. Um, right. 
publish, repeat. <laughs> right. So, so that is a nonfiction thing. That is us uh, sharing what we did and continue to do with writing. Um, and so Fiction Unboxed is also that. Uh, we are writing fiction, but it is a nonfiction sort of thing that we're doing. But primarily what I'm a fiction writer. Like that's, that's my bread and butter. And um, the self-publishing podcast is nonfiction. Like that's us talking about what we do as writers and publishers. Like business, that's the business, that's the marketing, that's the, 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 the strategy stuff. And so it isn't a direct crossover like that doesn't necessarily promote our fiction but at the same time it does it does because it's um it's us as people it's raising our general profile and what has been even more valuable though the reason i'm so so glad i did it is not only did i meet sean and dave who are my closest business partners friends collaborators right now it is responsible for everything i'm doing right now because when I started that, I had one book, and I there is no way I thought I was going to write more than like one book a year. Just I, I wasn't that kind of writer, and I learned about collaboration, which um, working with Sean like it's not one plus one equals two; it's one plus one equals like five, and just this team and and understanding the 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 clicks of fiction and how these guys work. Um, it's responsible for everything that I'm doing today. Without the podcast, I'm not doing what I'm doing today. But in addition to that, just meeting this huge sort of extended family, the connections that we have with with other writers and our, our very intelligent, very responsive, very awesome tribe who they're all pulling for us, too. I mean, they were posting updates of Fiction Unboxed as if it were their project. They'd be like, wow, this just happened. Go team. <laughs> right. um, you know, that stuff has all come out of it. And, and I love it. Love it. Love it, Johnny. And before we continue, let's thank our sponsors. Did you just hear that? I could have sworn someone said something about a free audiobook. All right. I almost forgot to tell you that audiobooks.com is offering Fire Nation your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. Don't worry, no strings attached. With audiobooks.com, you can listen instantly anywhere from your Apple or Android device or straight from your PC or tablet. With a great online library of over 40,000 titles, including several of the best business book recommendations you've heard right here from top entrepreneurs, you're sure to find those titles you've been meaning to read for years. Audiobooks.com also offers great membership benefits like one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. You can even preview as many books as you want for free to ensure you're only getting the ones that you enjoy listening to. Get your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. Are you dreaming about the perfect logo or website design but don't know how to get started? Worried about a budget? 99designs can help. 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace, makes it easy to get a design you love. Just go to the website, explain the design you need, and pick the right price package that works for you. Then the fun really begins. Designers from around the globe will submit awesome designs, and you'll give them feedback. Within a week, you'll pick your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous new design. With thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what can get designed. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page? 
Projects start at just $199, and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Johnny, let's talk for a second about income streams. I mean, you shared the fact that you are now with a viable business. You're able to move away from what you used to do to make the bread and butter into what you're currently doing now. And so at what point did you really realize you're able to make that transition? And for the person that's listening and still trying to say, how exactly do I monetize my desire, my passion to write, publish, and repeat? How do I do that? I'm really hesitant on all this stuff because I don't want to be one of those guys who says that that this is a gold mine because there there are those people there's a ton of them that talk about the Kindle gold mine and you know they'll talk about relicensing public you know PLR stuff which is just white labeling somebody else's public domain content and they act like it's like it's a money machine and and we're the opposite of that um, the first you know fifth of write publish repeat is about how you should you should knock it off. You know, if you're, if you're hoping to strike it rich as an author, just stop. You have to do it for the love of writing. And, um, but that said, my first positive month where I could do nothing, I could do nothing else and survive was October of 2013. Now, as we record this, I don't know when you're going to broadcast it. Um, but this is the end of May of 2014. And, um, the, as a writer, like as an entrepreneur in general, this is true, but certainly as a self-published author, you, you go in fits and starts. So you'll run a big promotion and you'll get a bunch of sales if you do it right and if you have enough cred behind you, I guess. And then you'll have a month that's less or you'll get a, a tailing off or and then you have to do something else. And, and, and so um, my income stream up until now has been a little up and down, but enough that I can do what I'm doing and nothing else, which is fantastic. And we're finally at the point now where um, Fiction Unboxed did allow us to now have some stability. So we can, we can do something more than, um, do we want to write season three of The Beam, which is our primary series, now because we need the money? Or do we write some other projects that we need to handle first and then do that later because we have some stability? So... I'm all about saying, what do we have at our disposal and let's use it as opposed to, I'm just going to churn ahead saying, um, I'm a horror writer. I'm going to write the next horror book. It's, do I do that? Or do I have friends who are in the horror film industry who we can hold a boot camp? Or, I mean, I'm making this up, but my point is everybody has sort of adjunct ways that they can think about their art. And I think a smart entrepreneur says, how are we going to seize them? And in this case, we had a podcast. So Johnny, as we start to kind of wrap up here, I want to talk about the avatar. And it's something that's really important <laughs> to me as a podcast host and as the, the leader of Podcasters Paradise, which is the number one community for podcasters to learn how to create, grow, and monetize their own podcast. I talk about this so often about how you really need to drill it down to one perfect listener. And for me, that avatar, Johnny, is Jimmy. He's 34 years old. He has a wife and two kids. He drives 27 minutes to work every single day to sit in a cubicle at a job he doesn't like for nine hours to then drive back home, play with his kids for a couple hours, put them to bed, and then sit on the couch and wonder why he spends 80% of his life doing something he doesn't enjoy doing and only 10% of his life 
actually doing what he loves, which is playing with his kids and having some time to himself. And then the other 10% sitting on this couch wondering about why he's wasting the other 80%. So that's my avatar. Like I know Jimmy. Jimmy needs to be listening to Entrepreneur Fire when he's driving to work, when he's driving back, when he exercises, you know, when he's walking his dog in the mornings, in the evenings. He needs to be listening to these journeys of other entrepreneurs who have had successes and failures and aha moments so he can get inspired to, to take his leap when the time is right. Johnny, who's your avatar for write, publish, and repeat? The reason I was chuckling is I thought you meant like the avatar icon of me eating the apple. I was thinking about that. That's the picture actually of your episode 88, the black and white with you eating a green apple. I'm going to need to change that just because it's old, <laughs> but I love it so much. No, the, the actual avatar um, is, see, see, actually, so you mentioned Stephen King's on writing, and he refers to that, that avatar as a, an ideal reader. And we crib from that all the time. We reference Stephen King's concept of the ideal writer, uh, reader, and I, I've mentioned him like in my 1.0 episode 88, uh, uh, you know, guys. And for, for us, that, the person who's, who's reading that is somebody who has always wanted to write. You know who that avatar is? It's me. It's who I used to be. Um, I wanted to publish and I wrote a traditional a book that, that I didn't have any idea how I was going to market it. It stood alone. Um, it, it didn't, there were no sequels. There was no follow up at the end to join a mailing list. There was no product funnel there where it could lead me into the next thing. It was this big boondoggle. I love that book, but the effort in versus, uh, possibility out is very, very low. And, or unless I get a lightning strike and I, I kept shopping it. I said, I'm going to go to literary agents and I'm going to send them query letters. And I just got rejection after rejection where I'm putting my future into somebody else's hands. If they don't say yes, I can't do anything. And I think there's a lot of those people out there. And I also think that there's a lot of people who maybe have heard about the Kindle revolution. They, they like the idea of e-publishing, but they, they just, they, they have the indie mindset and, and they maybe don't know what to do, but the indie mindset doesn't really get that you need to treat this as a business and be really, really professional and to look at the, the trade published people and say, what are they doing in terms of their covers, their blurbs, their marketing material? And so it's just an art for them. And we love art. We, we, we believe in art. I, I consider what I write to be art. But I think that if you're a pure artist and you don't ever think, how can I make this into a business? How can I how can I put on my marketing hat once I'm done creating the art? Then I think that you are going to have a really, really, really hard time as an indie. And so our podcast audience and the people who bought up Right Publish Repeat and have been singing its praises, it's done super well. Um, I think that those people are the ones who it's, it's like they're starting to get that, yes, you can be an artist, you should be an artist, but you also, if you have the realization that you can think like a business person, and think of your books as assets rather than just precious pieces of your soul, that you have a much, much better chance of making it because it does, as I said before, it becomes about the math. It becomes about the accumulation of small numbers rather than waiting for a fairy to come down and touch you on the head. With Fire Nation, we really like to kind of tie things up in a nice bow at the end and nice little package below that where they can really kind of walk away and say, you know, this is what I really got out of this interview with Johnny B. Truen and the direction that he's going now and, and the things that he's offering to the entrepreneurial world. So 
take just a minute as we close out, Johnny, to share with Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, that piece of takeaway knowledge that you would like our listeners to really just know, absorb, and utilize with what you're doing in this world right now. And then share with us the best way that we can find that. And then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, I already kind of said one. So this is kind of my cheat answer. And then I'm going to give you a better one. So one is the idea that you, modern publishing does mean that you can build your success in a, in a workmanlike way. You can, you can continue to publish and repeat and just be, you know, just just be patient and just be willing to take the time and put in the effort, and that that you can turn that into a business. And so there, this is the light that dawned when I interviewed Sean. It was like, oh, okay, this isn't about a lightning strike. Now, my more precise on point answer, I think, though, is I wasn't sure if you're going to ask me for a success quote again, so I went ahead and made sure I had one. Nice. And so here's my here's my quote, which doubles as my piece of advice. And it's from Thomas Edison, and it's, there is no substitute for hard work. And I think that, I, I think that a lot of the failings that, that happen with people re- really boil down to a failure to appreciate how much hard work there is in anything, like nothing comes easy. And that's especially true in writing and publishing. You have to work and work and work and be disheartened and when things don't work out and that should have worked and that didn't work and I got a bad review and you work and you work and then you think you made it and then you didn't make it. And it really is kind of a long sludging journey. But if you keep it up, then that is that is the way to success. That is that is the road that I have taken for, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I got out of college and it's always been that way. But you have to be willing to put in the work. Well, Johnny, this has been by far the most free-flowing interview in Entrepreneur on Fire's history, (laughs) and I'm ecstatic about that. I'm really glad um, that we decided to bring you back on because you have so many great things to share, and I know that Fire Nation resonates with what you're doing and what you're bringing to this world, so thank you for that. And just share with us where we can actually connect with all this wonderment that you've created, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, I mean, let me give you two. So if uh, Fiction Unboxed is ongoing, and so if you're interested in demystifying the storytelling process and see uh, like the actual steps as we write a book, uh, which is not a course, but we believe it will function as instruction and inspiration, that's at fictionunboxed.com, unboxed. And, um, but our main hub is the self-publishing podcast, and that's it's a podcast, you know, it's, it's all free. And that's our ongoing sort of hottest advice as we sludge through all this. And our fiction is all linked in and selfpublishingpodcast.com as well. And iTunes and all the usual places. Well, you know, it's in Johnny Fire Nation as well, where they can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today at eofire.com. Just type in the word Johnny and not only will this episode pop up, but episode 88 with Johnny's avatar in black and white with a green (laughs) Granny Smith apple pop up as well. So Johnny, thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. I remember recording my favorite movies and TV shows as a kid. The VCR tape and all. These days, we're pretty lucky to have DVR. I wonder what could be even better. 
Oh wait, it's Slingbox. Slingbox delivers your TV channels and recorded shows right to your mobile device, no matter where you are. And Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.